Good afternoon, guys, and welcome to episode 90 of Costa Rica Real Estate and Investments. Today, we're actually talking to Justin DeBoom. Justin's been down in Costa Rica for, wow, over 15 years and is raising a family down here. He's a sales manager at Nano Travel, but has also bought and sold real estate uh, and most recently has had a fishing charter business down here. So we're going to be talking back to him about his experiences uh, with life, family, uh, and also business down here uh, and see if we can get you guys uh, a little bit of advice from a uh, from someone that's been through the ringer down here. Remember, guys, we actually have quite a few of you reaching out to us. I really appreciate you guys. We're here to help in any way that we can. Uh, you can email us info at investingcostarica.com. That's info at investingcostarica.com. Um, Justin's details will all be in the description here as well. And uh, anyway, let's get straight into it. Good afternoon, Justin. How are you doing? Doing good. Bexy, yourself? Very good. I appreciate you uh, jumping on the podcast for us. And uh, I know this is going to be a good one because you've been down here a while, a while and you've also done quite a few things down here as well. Yeah, I'm kind of bummed. We both got haircuts and it's a podcast, but let's do it. <laughs> lucky, lucky people on YouTube. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Two good looking guys, if I may say myself, on a podcast, yeah. but nobody will know I how agree. good looking unless they jump on YouTube. So, ah, <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway. Well, I mean, you've been down here in Costa Rica a while now. How many years has it been? Oh, man. I've been living here full time since I moved down Christmas Day of 2009. Wow. Wow. Tickets were half price on Christmas Day. Yeah, true. <laughs> well, I mean, again, the, since COVID, I mean, it's been pretty crazy down here. But I mean, what has surprised you particularly in the past six months? And are there any trends that you're seeing? Yeah, I mean, well, I guess it depends on if you're relating that to real estate or just general life in Costa Rica. I think but anything, either or. Yeah, I mean, first thing is the tourism industry has rebounded. Like, I, it's it's almost unfathomable. Um, I believe it's partly due to people delaying their trips and rescheduling and then also the demand to get out. So it's a double whammy. Um, the, you know, the Costa Rican people, they're pretty resilient, you know, during COVID and the lockdowns. I mean, we saw some crazy stuff. The government here didn't have the ability to, to, to fund people like the U S and other more developed nations, but, uh, you know, life goes on. People are happy. People are working. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's almost like it didn't happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, mentioning that, I mean, I know that during COVID, you guys kicked off a, uh, I suppose, a charitable cause called A Real Difference. Yeah. Uh, maybe you could just tell kind of the listeners what it is and uh, also if they wanted to get in contact or make any donations, how that works. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, out of every good tragedy, something good comes out of it. And during COVID, the lockdowns, I mean, I'm a fisherman, as you know, and so that's kind of what my life is all about. And we have this great resource here. And during the lockdowns, there was some flooding in Hako. And all of a sudden, we had all this fish that we could donate. And there was people that were real, in real need. So Brandon and I just decided to donate it to some local organizations here. And then out of the blue, people started hearing about it and wanted to donate money to be able to fund the fuel to go out there. And then it's grown now to the point where we actually have enough cash donations where we're chartering boats, which is good, you know, a year ago, when we were charting boats, they needed the business, so it was a win-win. Yep. But also, we got the opportunity to send young kids out from these, you know, communities where they're never going to get the opportunity to do that and learn about sport fishing as well as learn about giving back because the fish that they caught, they got to donate as well. So, it's been awesome. It's uh, realdifference.org, um, and uh, we're and still operating today. And that's real R E E L as in the fishing. Yeah, a real like fishing reel difference.org. 
Awesome. Well, guys, if anyone's interested, take a look at arealdifference.org. Anyway, let's jump into kind of more, I suppose, relocating and kind of living here and investing here, Justin, because I know that you've lived down here, you have a family down here, a wife, uh, and also uh, a young son as well. But I mean, if anyone's looking to relocate to Costa Rica, I mean, what advice would you give them? And also, what do you think their biggest shock might be? Um, well, I can tell you what my biggest shock was. Um, yep. And the advice I'd give myself before I came down here is one, accept this is not your home country. Yep. You know, I'm, I'm from the US. This is not America. Um, so you have to learn that things go at a different pace. The processes are fundamentally different when it comes time to buying real estate without an MLS or anything. And also just as far as moving down here, whether you're buying or you're just doing long term and want to get your feet wet is accepted exactly as that. It's not the US. And so try to blend in and kind of be more like the locals, um, except things are going to be a, a bit slower. And also take some time and spend time in different areas because you might think that the beach is where you want to be at, but in the end, you want to be in the mountains or you might want to be in Haco and in the end, you want to be in Tamarindo. So don't rush into it, but also don't try to fit the square peg in a round hole, making this the country that you're leaving. I agree. I mean, I think a lot of people have that fear of missing out the FOMO at the moment. And they think that like things are going to, you know, run off into crazy numbers and they're not going to be able to afford to move here. But as I always say to Costa Rica, there is tons of land here. I mean, there's just yeah. tons of it. I mean, it's amazing. I like ocean view. There's a mountain on every single street and it all has yeah. mountain ocean view. There are things that restrict it like water um, yep. permitting and access, but absolutely. If, when I started business and graduated, I always remember looking at real estate in different places and always thinking, wow, that is super high price. I should buy it now because it's only, you know, it, it, this is a good deal. Real estate always goes up yep. in the end. I think just fundamentally, it doesn't matter. So buy what works for you, um, especially if you're going to live in it. Don't think that you have to shop for a deal because you might never get it. Find what you like is what I, and that's what my wife and I ended up doing. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I'm the same as well. I mean, I bought this house 17 years ago and I'm still in the same one. We've improved it over the years, but I and mean, you couldn't buy it for what you paid for it, not even remotely close. No, not even close. <laughs> you know, I was looking actually, one of my neighbors are buying their houses because uh, they were trying to sell it and then rent it out. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you can't. I mean, it's just, you know, Costa Rica is just different, you know, 17 years ago than what it is today. So, um, but I mean, you know, I, I'd say this, you know, Costa Rica has been steady growth. It hasn't, we haven't seen those astronomical kind of, you know, ups and also downs here. It's just steady every every year. And that's why, I mean, personally, I like Costa Rica as kind of a wealth diversification play. And also as I think going forwards is I think more people are going to be looking to get their money out of the US. And again, you know, I mean, a lot of people are relocating here to Costa Rica. Oh, yeah. Well, and the, the Costa Rica stability, it really comes down to it. it's a cash market. Yep. So you don't have these wild swings like you do in other places where financing is readily available. So a person with enough cash to invest and buy in a cash market, they're least, it's less likely that they're going to have a desperation sale. Yep. And so that's why you don't see these crazy spikes up and down and there's some control to it. It's kind of nice. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I mean, what's, I mean, in, you know, how would you describe what life is like here for a family? I mean, you have a, a, a young child, Mason. I mean, how old's Mason now? Oh, boy. 17 months. <laughs> Lucia's going to be listening to this. Well, it's not a birthday yet. That's uh, all I know. <laughs> I know. Well, you're still in months. You're still in months. You'll be moving years after two years. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, but I mean, what's, describe what life is like bringing a family up here. What do you like about it? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, well, I don't know what it's like doing it anywhere else. So the yeah. only experience I have is here. Um, and so I don't know, maybe I'm more of a relaxed person when it comes time to that, even though it's my own child. I accept that Costa Rica has been around for a long time. There are tons of parents around here. So, you know, the medical system is very good. The doctors are good. You know, it's just, once again, it goes back to things are not like they are in the state. So you, yep. you know, word of mouth, you end up building friendships and having trust in people and they make recommendations. Um, and just like, like I said, just try, try not to fight the current to, to make this uh, where it is that you left. And it gets pretty peaceful from there. I mean, it's nothing yeah. new. Babies are being born since God knows how long. Um, and yeah. we just complicated, I guess, maybe over time, but. Well, it's amazing how many families are moving down here now. I mean, the schooling is much better, the private schooling. Yeah. You know, we have, you know, there are schools like the Costa Rica International Academy career in Guanacaste that is basically an American high school. A lot of these schools are doing the international baccalaureate IB programs now so they can go to school anywhere in the world that they want to once, you know, that they hit 18. Yeah. But and I'm not amazing. even there yet, but that's yeah. like, I've already started thinking about it and I don't really have a concern because there's other people yeah. like yourself and coworkers and friends that they are raising their family here in Costa Rica with all the same benefits and access that they have in the U.S. But with what I, I believe is a better quality of life, at least that's my perspective here. I agree. Well, I mean, I think I agree. I mean, you know, healthcare, um, just the weather, the food that we have is so fresh here. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's just different. Um, you know, and I, I feel that I'm blessed because I'm bringing the girls up here, but also is that we go back to Europe, you know, we're off to North America next week, that they're able to see those cultures as well and kind of take the bits that they like from it and kind of form their own culture going forward. So, so you said North America, you don't say America. Yeah, I'm going to say North America. <laughs> I've, been I don't know what your Sorry. I've been conditioned by my wife. I'm off to America. Let's call like, that Europe. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so anyway, well, let's talk business a moment here. Uh, I mean, you work for Namu Travel. That's how we know each other. Um, but I mean, explain your journey uh, and how others may be able to kind of, you know, follow you on a similar path. We spoke to Aaron Vanacek as well, who I know that you, you, uh, you work with as well. But I, I, I always, you know, listeners always like to hear kind of about your journey. Uh, and also some of the businesses that you've run here as well. Yeah, well, I mean, it the journey to become part of NIMU is easier and better than when I started. Um, I, I, I've replied to a Craigslist ad. And uh, when I showed I up wrote, to the place, I, I literally, I would not get out of the car because I felt like I was walking to one of these shady places where I'm never going to walk out. And then I saw another white guy by the name of Andy Goodling walk out of there. And yep. I'm like, okay, there's hope. He made it out. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I did my interview with you uh, in flip flops and uh, I, said that the whole reason I wanted the job is because I was bored. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Hey, it's been a it's been a great journey. No? Yeah, that's 10 plus years now. Wow. Wow. And I mean, for anybody out there, I mean, we have a lot of people working from all over the world, uh, you know, here in Costa yeah. Rica, also the UK, the US. I mean, uh, just give them an idea of kind of like if they're interested and what the job is, how they go about applying for it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, check out the, I, I believe the the email address is careers at namutravel.com. But, you know, whether it's one of our ads that you see on social media, but the reality is if you're moving down here, or even if you've lived down here and you've moved back, I mean, the job is unique and I've owned my own business. I've worked for other companies before, but I literally can work from my home and anywhere in the world. Also, it's not too often that you experience a client that's angry about planning a vacation, 
you know, it's <laughs> your, your clientele is usually very excited to talk to you. So that's kind of an easy part of it. Uh, and people are reaching out to you. We're not reaching out to them. You know, they, they, they inquire. It's an active you know, lead that you're chasing because they showed interest. Uh, and also the money's good. I mean, mm -hmm. I, it, yep. the, the top TC is my world. I mean, uh, foreign earned income, tax exemption. I mean, the, the pay that I make and made here, I would have to have a very big six-figure job in the States and not have the, the freedom and luxuries that I do here. And not everyone can just rush out for their boat and go fishing, right? No, exactly. Yeah. I mean, let's go fishing. So, yeah, exactly. So, well, I mean, Justin, you've run a couple of businesses here in Costa Rica, but I mean, I think your most recent one was the fishing charter business, right? Yep. I mean, how was it? What were your biggest challenges? Um, you know, and uh, what advice would you give to anyone wanting to start a business here in Costa Rica? Don't do it. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, when I first came down here, somebody told me the key to becoming a millionaire in Costa Rica was start with two. When you're down to one, yep. you're still there. Yep. <laughs> but I mean, it goes back to my comments about just general coming down here is don't fight the system and accept that you're in a country that's not North America. So things are definitely done, as I would see it as ass backwards. Don't know if I can say that on here, yep. but no, you you know, they are definitely ass backwards and slow. You know, it is literally when you need a permit, you have to take it to one person to sign it. And then that person has to, you take it to another person, get it signed. And then you get little timbres or stamps put on there. Yep. So that process is time consuming. Um, also, Costa Rica, I don't know how I would describe it other than they, the employer is guilty. The employee is always right. And so you're guilty until proven innocent when it yep. comes time to the employee-employer relationship. And whether that's good or bad, I don't know. I'm a free market capitalist. I'm an entrepreneur. Uh, that's the mindset I come from. But here in Costa Rica, the government is the biggest employer in the country. And also, they kind of feel that the employee is the person that's always being taken advantage of. So if you get on the wrong side, it's kind of a pain. Uh, yeah. And it kind of is, a, is an understatement. I've, ex I've, ex I've, I've had experience of that. I just actually yeah. just signed up a new business to Caja, the social security system here. And the inspector came round and grilled me and then afterwards sent me an email with all this documentation she wanted uh, for yeah. four days in March that I, did, I wasn't able to prove that a payment was made to myself. Like I'm paying Caja yeah. from my business to myself. And she was busting my balls yeah. about that payment to myself. You owe yourself a penalty and more money. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I had an employee that was in a in a store and I stepped outside to eat lunch next door and literally the, they, they send in inspectors or not even inspectors. They yep. try to set the employer up. Literally, two guys walked into my store. She never touched the cash register or anything like that. I was eating lunch next door. They or they purchased a key ring. And as soon as she touched that cash register, they started asking what her job was and everything and literally convinced her that I was taking advantage of her and that I owed more money and they tried finding me and I shut the store down. I said, there, yeah. it's your last day. And they actually walked away going, that's good. We protected the worker. So yeah. that's my opinions of a, a business here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think in, in general is just, you know, just pay the full amount by a cat hat. Don't try and play around doing some in cash and some social. Just suck it up, pay it, because also then you have control of scheduling, hours, vacation, you know, and you just know is that there is never, you know, any comeback from it as well. 
Yeah. With, with the boat business, I paid everybody by the law, always says yep. Cynthia, Caja, Aguinaldo. There's no point if they quit or I fired them, I still paid the liquidation yep. just because whether it's the right thing to do or not, it's the path of least resistance. And then you, you know, it's just, it's the way things are done here. So once again, don't fight what's norm here, trying to make it a place that it's not. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, I mean, let's jump into real estate a little bit, as I know that we're both involved in that. But I mean, which areas of Costa Rica do you think are going to be developing over the next five to 10 years? I mean, coastal, obviously, is just, you know, everybody wants to see the beach in that area. Um, I was just up in there and all, which I personally love that area. I, I still own a home there, actually right at the entrance of the hotel yep. we stayed at. Um you know, the, the resources and the hotels there, but now I am definitely seeing a demand for vacation rentals and there's not a big infrastructure there. So I think you're looking in areas like that. I am as well. Um, and it pairs nicely because the vacation rental infrastructure is here along the coast. So yep. the two destination trip, it works well. Um, I, you know, I don't travel a whole lot to other areas, but for me personally, I start looking at places in the mountains, like in a retreat that I can get away from the coast. Um, farms, I think, are going to have an appeal because the world gets more turmoil and access to water. You know, yeah. it's only a matter of time before water is more expensive than gas. Maybe not so easy now, but, yeah. you know, just thinking about the ability to grow your own food and just have some diversification and basically live off the land versus being tied to a grocery store dependent on import. So, you know, Costa Rica is unique because it offers all of that. And I think that's, a, a, at least I'm seeing a lot of people moving here for that quality of life where they're getting back to maybe not their roots, but back to, you know, the ability to grow your own produce and, you know, have more of a natural uh, selection of food versus chemical and processed and things like that. So, yeah, no, I was with someone the other day and they'd mentioned, they were like, I eat food in the us and i feel bloated and i come to costa rica and i just feel you know great when i eat food like i don't feel bloated i just feel that like i'm not hungry anymore and i was like well it's, well, it's just literally because... farm to table here that's it that's it you know so yeah. uh you know what i mean we have tons of different microclimates here in costa rica it's a stable economy um you know and it's i, I i've not seen inflation hit us as much here as i think i have done in 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 the uk i'm not too sure how it's in north america at the moment i mean it is touching us here but because a lot of it's produced here anyway, um, you know, I've not seen my mangoes go up ridiculous amounts in price yet. So no, exactly. But until you go and you want to pick something up that's imported, it definitely changes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, fruits and produce. I mean, here it's that's what you live off of, and it's great. You know, it's not processed or chemical or anything. It's literally you see the tree it came off of when you get your mangoes. Yeah, we need an avocado orchard. That's the next business we need to go. Yeah, into. that's the that's the one. Yep. I mean, Which Costa Rica yeah. does have avocados, but they're not the famous Haas avocado that everybody wants. Yeah, they're true, true. they don't really have flavor. They're kind of like butter. Well, let's 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 do this. When we get our offer chow uh, deal done, then we'll move to Aranau because I think Aranau is the next one. Yeah. So awesome. Well, I mean, Justin, my last question for you that I love to ask to everybody on the podcast: If you inherited five hundred thousand dollars and had to invest it into a business or real estate in Costa Rica, what would you invest it in? Oh wow um condominiums and the condominium complex where you live yeah i mean it de depends like at my age and what i'm looking for is i like the idea of mailbox money and a hedge against inflation so yep. I, I have actively you know the, the lot we're buying down there i've tried purchasing two properties in my condo complex where i can rent and get a five to seven percent return which is which is good 
down here. Yeah. You know, there's pipe dreams of 10 and more, but that that doesn't really exist. And it's more so just a hedge against inflation. And also it's an asset that's not really going anywhere. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm I'm doing actively now versus uh, you know, maybe down the road, some land where I can do something, but right now trying to get those rental properties. Yeah, I mean, I think rentals are a big are a big thing here. I mean, there are certain areas where rentals are lacking. Um, you know, and I think that there is a huge opportunity. I was discussing this with someone this morning in the midterm rentals, people that are looking for 30, 60, 90 days, maybe a bit longer. They're not looking for long-term one year, three years, you know, because everyone's either on one extreme or the other, short-term or long-term, and nobody's really in the middle. Um, you yep. know, so. Well, like the seasonal, you know, you can get great money for your rental during January, February, March, April, when the, you know, the yep. people are looking to escape the cold. And then you do more of a local market during the other months, but there's a lot of variety. I target more of the the, the long term just because I don't want to deal with the turnover and there are yep. bigger returns in other things, but it's just my model that works for me uh, with the workload that I want to put into it. Well, awesome. Well, Justin, uh, really appreciate you taking the time to come on here on the podcast uh, with us and also uh, just, just chat about your experiences here and also your advice for people. Um, and again, anyone that wants to reach out to Justin, I'll put all of his contact details in the description uh, and appreciate your time. Yeah, absolutely. Always a pleasure. Awesome. Speak to you soon. Great podcast there with Justin DeBoom, guys. As you can see, Justin is a wealth of knowledge down here. Him and I actually do quite a few uh, real estate deals together and have worked together for many years. So a little odd to be uh, interviewing him here, but uh, I thought great to really get you know his perspective on living down here with a family and also running a business down here. You know, I mean, it's it's. I think that he touched on you know the social security system that we have down here. Uh, you know, which does like to charge people. But that's where I say to people that like, look, just do it by the book and life will be a lot easier. But it also gives you a bit, little bit more control over your employees as well. So, um, but remember, guys, if anyone has a project looking to invest down here in Costa Rica, wants us to look at something for them, uh, we'll be getting quite a few emails for you. Uh, we're a sucker for helping people. I always say I've got 30 minutes for everyone. However, I think I may need to be changing that to 15 minutes. Um, but you can get in contact with us, info at investingcostarica.com. That's info at investingcostarica.com. Uh, until the next podcast, guys, speak to you soon.